Gold Sports coverage of France 2023 with Harvey Norman. Get game ready with big brand TV deals. It's time to uh, head to Toulouse now to France tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, live here on Gold Sport. We'll have a commentary of the All Blacks against Namibia, the second game of the Rugby World Cup. Joining us on the CSB this morning, one half of the Rugby Direct podcast, New Zealand Herald rugby writer, one of our three amigos on the ground in France, just back in to his hotel from uh, the captain's run. Uh, Bonjour, Liam Napier. Bonjour, BK. Um, you've come from uh, the ground in Toulouse. Uh, what was the captain's run like? Do you, do you, do you see much? Not, not a great deal, uh, but it was good to see the Toulouse Stadium. Uh, you know, this is a real heart of rugby for France, the, the, the capital of rugby, they call it. So it was good to clap eyes on the stadium. It's not quite as hot here. It's um, 27 degrees today. So it got up to 34 in Lyon and, and Paris um, last week. There were some reporters on their opening night that actually suffered heat heat stroke, not, not even out on the field. So uh, nice to have a little drop in temperature and, and certainly for the players um, come uh, tomorrow morning, uh, your time it will uh, yeah be a lot cooler. So the All Blacks will welcome that. They'll be they'll be in black, Namibia and white again because they've won the all the coin toss tosses for for the pool matches. But no, we don't get to see a lot at the captains' run. We're allowed in for sort of 15 minutes and uh, some fairly sort of run in the mill catching and and passing. But the All Blacks generally use their captains' run when they do go to the venue to uh, practice their haka. So I think they did a bit of that today as well. Didn't see Steve Hansen. He didn't pop up, did he? No, I think he's uh, exited stage left. <laughs> uh, he was in camp from sort of Monday to Wednesday, no doubt delivering a few classic uh, one-liners. <laughs> but no, he's uh, he's taken his bucket hat and shuffled off for now. Okay, so let's talk about the team. One big thing to watch, I think, is going to be the 9-10 combination of Cam Roygaard and Damian McKenzie, both looking to play themselves into the 23 for the knockout games. That's a pretty exciting combination, I think. Yeah, it is, BK. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Cam Roygaard's. He was very impressive for the Hurricanes this year, and he just brings a, a completely different dynamic to uh, certainly any other halfbacks that, that the All Blacks have got. He's, he's comparatively big. He's strong. He's shown a lot of composure. He brings a, a running threat. He's got a booming left boot. And uh, this the fact he's starting, uh, making his maiden start in his third test appearance is a real vote confidence in him. Yes, it's only Namibia, but uh, this is a real chance for him to push past Finlay Christie and, and crack that first choice 23. And Damien McKenzie, this is his first start since uh, the Wallabies test in Dunedin when he didn't have a happy night of it. Uh, played 50 odd minutes before Moanga came off the bench and was a, uh, played a big role in, in helping the All Blacks revivals in their second half comeback there. So uh, McKenzie will be keen to, to you know state his case and, like you say, try and push for uh, that first choice 23. And I think you know while the All Blacks are settled on their top uh, 15. The bench is contestable because they're not getting enough impact from uh, f- from that, uh, particularly in the final quarter. So guys like Roygaard and McKenzie um, uh, sort of suit, uh, you know, if you're looking at pure impact players, uh, they, they fit the bill. 
And it's going to be a big occasion too for one of the uh, the true all-black greats, Sam Whitelock, tying Richie McCaw's record for the most tests. So it's going to be a, a big one for the big fella, eh? It will, and, you know, I guess in the coming weeks he'll all going well, provided he doesn't get injured, break that record and, you know, go past 150 tests. And it is a real um, uh, nod to his longevity to, you know, f- playing 15 years in any pro sport is a phenomenal achievement but to do it in a combat sport that's so ruthless such as rugby you know is, is amazing really and and he's not finishing after this year either you know he while he's stepping away from the test scene he's he's going to Poe in France to join his brother Luke Whitelock so uh, Sam Whitelock's always very deflective about these sort of milestones it's something he'll reflect on post-career but you know the standing that Richie McCaw's held in and and for how long he played the game, you know, for Sam Whitelock to join him this week and potentially surpass him, uh, you know, certainly um, a big nod to uh, what a servant of the game he's been. Any injury updates on uh, Sam Kane, Shannon Frizzell? I mean, they're resting them for this game, aren't they? Yeah, very cautious approach there, BK. I guess there's no point risking them against Namibia, but... I think Geordie Barrett was close, Sam Kane not so close, uh, but the All Blacks have two weeks after this weekend's match against Namibia before they face Italy and another you know, real uh, must-win pool match. So I'd expect the vast majority of those players to be back by uh, Italy. Um, Shannon Frizzell, you mentioned there, and Ty- Tyrell Lomax. Mm. Frizzell, is probably, Frizzell and Lomax are, are probably a wee bit touch and go because Frizzell hasn't had a full week of training. I think they're looking at that him that for him next week, and um, Frizzell, uh, sorry, uh, Lomax with a big deep cut. He had 30 stitches that went right down to the muscle, so I think he's been eased back into uh, contact and scrummaging as well. So uh, they're all likely to bet play against Italy, but Frizzell and uh, Lomax a wee bit of uh, uncertainty around them. And Ethan Blackadder, did he train with the squad? Yep, he arrived uh, Monday local time, so I think that's Tuesday uh, your time. He's uh, he wasn't considered for this match because the All Blacks wanted to give him a chance to get into you know the time zone and get his feet on the ground. But he was he was out there in the captain's run. Uh, I've seen him walking around town actually, sort of taking everything in. He's looks like he's full of full of beans, full of confidence, pretty you know stoked. You saw some of the footage of of Tasman congratulating him before he hopped on a plane. Uh, so I think he, he'll fit in well. Jason Ryan talked about him asking for the line-out calls before he even jumped on the plane. So he's very diligent, very keen to rip in. And, uh, you know, I think he's a, he's a chance potentially to come off the bench against Italy. But if not, uh, I'd expect him to feature in the final pool game against uh, Uruguay. And big news from overnight out of the Springbok camp. Camp hooker Malcolm Marks ruled out of the World Cup with a knee injury. 69 test hooker considered one of the best in the world. That's a big blow for the box, isn't it? Massive blow, BK, because uh, Marks is a huge dominant force for the box uh, at the rolling mall. Uh, but he's another loose forward for them. His tackle ball work is you know among the best in the world he gets a lot of turnovers he's incredibly strong uh, he gets over that ball and it's very hard to move him so 
yeah, we're seeing a few of these injuries pop up. Marks is one, and uh, I think uh, Wallabies prop Tane Latupo, he is out of the of the Wallabies, you know, pivotal pool clash against Fiji, and there's suggestions that he it's a hamstring injury, and there's suggestions he could be out of the tournament as well. So. A lot of teams suffering injury setbacks and, you know, even this, though this World Cup's the longest in history, uh, if you get a significant knock, you know, it's a, it's a really cruel blow because this is the pinnacle stage and that's where every player wants to be. Liam, thank you for joining us today. A bit of time out of your busy day and uh, we say go the All Blacks. Good one. Cheers, BK. Enjoy the match. 17 after uh, 7 o'clock, so we'll have a live commentary of that all-black match uh, tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, with Elliot Smith and the team out of uh, Toulouse. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the parenting hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.